This show is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts for free. With tools to record and edit audio within the app, you can make episodes right from your browser or even your phone. Anchor handles the distribution, so your podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can sign up for sponsorships with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, everybody. Anna here. Uh, I just wanted to give a very special thanks to Cade Lay, our first patron of the show. If you like the show and want to support us, links to our Patreon and Coffee accounts can be found on our Twitter at Site107. Thanks, Cade. It's been hard on you, hasn't it? You can admit it. It's all right. It's been rough on everybody. I figured this whole thing might present different challenges for you than for other people. So why didn't you call Dr. Chapel? Are you all right? You know you can tell me if something's wrong. Lots of us are having a really hard time. You don't have to try and... Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, that, yeah, I think that's normal. Um, uh, considering everything... Um, can you describe it a little bit? All right. Um, when you start feeling like that, I want you to write it down for me, if you can. If it's still happening next week, we can look at it a little bit closer. Yeah, you said that. Um, but I've, I've just noticed you've been quieter than usual. Of course, you're not the only one who's felt different. Weird mental health hiccups all over the site. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's my job. I've been watching everybody. Well, uh, you and I both then, I guess. Additional testing to SCP-6320. Begin log. Test subject. D-8379834. Supervising researcher, Dr. Masterson, head of research. D-Class instructed to approach SCP-6320-B, the smaller replication created by the previous test. Subject expressed significant reluctance to comply. Subject eventually complied under threat of decreased rations by Dr. Masterson. Director Klein expressed in an earlier statement that D-Class testing will largely decrease under the present circumstances. We no longer have a virtually unlimited supply of them, Klein says. If touching it still does the same thing it did on the outside, we'll need to have as few people touching it as we can, in case we need them later. Dr. Alves, head of containment, made a statement following this. Said Dr. Alves, Dr. Klein has always shown reluctance towards D-class testing. We must use all the tools we have at our disposal in this emergency. We should not be trapped here for long enough to have a later. Dr. Alves has shown some degree of animosity towards Dr. Klein in the wake of upper management's decision to appoint the latter as acting director. D-class testing continues as follows. D-Class approached SCP-6320-B. Dr. Masterson instructed him to place his hand on the object. After some complaints, Subject placed his hand on the object. All previous testing involving direct contact with SCP-6320 yielded the same results, the complete disappearance of the test subject. However, upon making contact with SCP-6320-B, Subject... Level BH-9, Containment Wing, Camera BH-95 Northeast. 
three o'clock by standard positioning, approximately 1.46 meters, two east of door BH97, time, seven minutes, 48 seconds. Overwatch Command, this is Dr. Harley at Site 107. Come in, Overwatch Command. Over. You know what's strange about working here? Or living here, as is the present case. I had a couple friends I used to drink with on the outside. They weren't friends, really. They, they were more like drinking buddies. These two that were regulars at the bar under my apartment building. Sometimes I'd drink with them after work. One of them thought their house was haunted. She talked about it all the time. She, she said she felt like she was being watched. And you know what I realized? I literally am being watched all the time. I'm not high up at all. I'm not an important researcher or anything. The radio booth still has a camera in it. The foundation has cameras everywhere. And it's weird. For the first couple years after you really get into it. You know, I don't think there are cameras in our dormitories, but honestly... I wouldn't put it past the people that run this place. I've heard about some of the ways they locate prospective anomalies and can't help but think about where they must have stuck a camera in order to see it. It's probably some poor bastard at Site 19 who's seen me wipe my ass. <laughs> well, who knows? And who cares? I'm never going to meet them, so it doesn't really matter one way or the other. The real watchers aren't ghosts. Or the government. It's the Foundation. We're the real Big Brother, if you think about it. I shall now begin my newest segment. Things we are running out of with Dr. Harley. <clears throat> Part 1. Food. Obviously. Paper and pens. Any and all medication. We've run dreadfully short on common cold medicine after the security department all contracted the same minor bug. Because it turns out that for the past several days, they've all been sharing the site's only known two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper, passing it among themselves in secret, like prohibition liquor. Also, prescription drugs. We've had to start rationing everything out among individuals. This has been especially difficult for the people still recovering from injuries sustained in the initial shift, when most of the BC2 wing collapsed. Not a lot of morphine around anymore. Let's see, what else? Oh yeah, soap! Shampoo, laundry detergent, disinfectant, glass cleaner, deodorant, toilet paper, condoms. Uh, <laughs> lots of things. Ran out of alcohol a long time ago. We're going to have to get real creative in the next couple weeks. We've been in here nearly a month now. Dr. Lancaster has taken to passing his guitar around during lunch. Don't know how much it's helping, but some people seem to enjoy it. Psychology's last report indicates a pretty substantial spike in suicide ideation among personnel. Something's wrong. It's not surprising, speaking generally. I've even found my own brain going to some dark places sometimes. It isn't very Approximately 1.48 meters, two east of door BH97, times 16 minutes, 15 seconds. Upon physical contact with SCP-6320-B, D-Class did not vanish as was expected by the research department. 
Instead, when he put his hand on the small replication, D-Class reported a sharp pain and a tingling sensation and pulled his hand back. Dr. Masterson instructed the subject to keep his hand on the object. Subject refused, saying something about how the object had shocked him. Dr. Masterson allowed D-Class to report to medical alongside two guards. Head of medical, Dr. Gravitt, found no evidence of injury on the subject, save for a darkened mark on the palm of his hand, seemingly under the skin, no scar tissue to speak of. The mark was amorphous, with no recognizable shape. D-Class complained of... Botany has a substantial lead on a renewable food source, albeit a small one. With upper management's permission, they have collected anything that has the capacity to grow from scraps. Potatoes, romaine heads, anything organic where the seeds aren't compromised. It'll be some time before any of that is able to feed a hundred people, but it's better than nothing. Somehow, we're missing a good deal of the dry grains from storage. Nobody knows where it's gone. Maintenance is looking into pest control. If it really comes down to it, having mice or rats around might not be the worst thing, should we run out of food completely. <clears throat> I, I think botany is stealing the grains. I don't have a reason, but I, I know it's them. They're sneaky. If I finally get led into the department head meetings, I'll talk to Dr. Klein about- Harley, do you have access to maintenance as calm? Over. Affirmative. Over. Could you call down and tell them to check out the hall next to door BH-97? The one that goes into the main containment chamber. Surveillance reported some water damage. Over. Water damage? Water damage? Over? That's what Haldi said surveillance told her. Over. Okay... Yeah, I'll, I'll let them know. Over. Appreciate it. Over and out. Huh. That's weird. Message for Mr. Hodges, head of maintenance. Apparently surveillance found some water damage next to door BH-97. Klein wanted one of you guys to check it out at your earliest convenience. I'm slowly becoming an old-timey switchboard operator, aren't I? God, I miss Wi-Fi. Engineering is actually working on jerry-rigging the site intranet back up. It would certainly make things a thousand times easier for research and records with the testing and everything. We might even get access to an old backup of the Foundation database. Research and containment are keen on that idea, because there's a strong possibility that what we've learned from other dimensional anomalies might give us some insight on how to deal with this one. Dr. Shao from the Ethics Committee has Level 4 clearance so they might be able to get us into some of the more secured information. Hell, if we do get access, I might even read it. I'm level 2, so I wouldn't have access to most of the entries, but I'm starting to get a little bored. I've already read most of my own books a couple times. There's talk about pooling entertainment sources. It's mostly Lancaster's idea, of course. He wants to get a library set up so we can share books and things like DVDs and records. Right now, it looks like 90% of the TV content we have is Klein's extensive anime collection. Not really my taste, but better than nothing, I suppose. I'm accepting that I'll soon have encyclopedic knowledge of several pieces of media, including Dragon Ball Z. 1.93 meters, 2 east of door BH-97, time 26 minutes, 37 seconds. It looks like... looks like... Mm. 
Not like that, not like that, not like that, not like that. Don't get me. It's wrong. 27 minutes, three seconds. Shit, shit, shit. I don't think it's a terribly bad idea, honestly. There's nothing they can't do when several of them put their heads together. The main problem is finding a big enough room. This damn building makes no sense. Hmm? This is security's channel. Security, this is Dr. Harley from Communications. I'm getting blips from your channel. I th think you're running out of batteries or something. Over. Huh. Odd. Oh. Hang on. Um. The surveillance office has just put a camera feed on my computer. Um. Surveillance, my computer has eyes on... A door downstairs, I think? Is this a mistake? Is something going on over there? God, why don't they ever just talk to me? Surveillance, this is Harley in communication. You've remoted one of the security camera feeds to my monitor. Please clarify. The camera just zoomed in a little. Oh. What is that, a water stain? Is that the water damage Klein was talking about? Surveillance? I really don't know what's going on. Please repeat. Over. Watch the water damage. That's a confirmation. Okay. How are we getting water damage? Where's it coming from? Oh. Oh. Incident report. Dr. Harley attempts to reach acting site director Dr. Klein multiple times. Dr. Klein's walkie is unresponsive, later shown to have run out of battery power. Dr. Harley is heard in one-sided communication with the site surveillance office in an attempt to locate Dr. Klein. Eventually, Dr. Harley contacts Dr. Masterson, who alerts Dr. Klein of the situation. Via the research department intercom, Dr. Harley informs Dr. Klein of the possible formation of an instance of SCP-6320-1 occurring within a water damage stain located approximately two meters from door BH-97, the entrance to the main containment chamber of SCP-6320. Dr. Klein confirms the formation to be an instance of SCP-6320-1 before exiting the hallway. It is of note that the instance in question began formation approximately 12 meters outside of the object's previously established area of effect. The communication office receives the following message. Translation. 28 minutes, 56 seconds. Security footage shows Dr. Klein entering her quarters for approximately one minute before exiting and returning to containment wing BH-9. She is holding an unknown object underneath her lab coat. Dr. Alves's containment team arrives on scene at the request of Dr. Masterson. Containment team begins establishing a perimeter around the affected wall. Research department personnel are evacuated from the containment chamber and moved beyond the perimeter. The communications office receives the following message. Translation. 
31 minutes, 39 seconds. Dr. Klein is seen entering hallway BH9 and approaching the affected wall. Dr. Alves attempts to stop her. Dr. Klein withdraws her hand from her lab coat and fires at the formation with a flare gun. Dr. Beatrix Klein, Acting Site Director, Clearance Level 6320-4. Yes. Yes. That is correct. Dr. Harley from Communications called me and told me there was a possible Dash 1 forming in the hall outside the containment chamber. With a flare gun, yes. I don't really know. It was sort of the first thing that came to mind. I didn't think my regular gun would quite do it. I, alright, yeah, I admit it was rash, but it worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, secure, contain, protect, not destroy, 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 sure, all that shit. But I, but I wasn't destroying the skip. I was destroying an effect of the skip. We do that all the time. We incinerate all kinds of dash ones. No, I don't think that. Last time we let a Dash 1 complete itself, it shook the entire building. Sure, but I'd rather not risk it if it is the case. I'm going to keep my people safe. That's my first priority. Hey. Obviously, I'm loyal to the Foundation. But the rules are different now. I'm going to break protocol a little bit when I need to. I appreciate the rigid adherence to your job description, but my number one focus is survival. I'm going to break the rules if it means getting everyone out alive. You want to go back on your decision to put me in charge? Be my guest. Yeah. Didn't think so. <sighs> Overwatch Command, we learn something new every day. About ourselves. About the inner workings of our organization about the dimensional rift under our feet. For example, today we learned that 6320 isn't planning on staying where it's supposed to. The Dash 1 beside door BH97 was halted. But it also occurred roughly 25 meters outside the radius it isn't supposed to leave. We don't know if this means it could happen anywhere, but at Klein's direction, we are now acting on the assumption that it could happen anywhere. As I'm broadcasting this, the research department is currently conducting two more particulate tests inside the containment chamber. 30 grams of loose sand in two separate arrangements. Three meters from the rift, a couple seconds apart. Dr. Klein has sent out a warning to the site in case we experience another minor tremor, which is expected at this point. I am holding my coffee mug. I will not lose another one. Containment is going to have to revise their methods rather severely after this. I have a nagging worry that things are about to get way more stringent around here. Especially knowing Dr. Alves. Bit of a hard-ass, that one. Good at her job, though. Following this broadcast, I will be meeting with both her and Dr. Cl oh, there goes the first one. How's that quote go? Once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three is enemy action. Who said that? Ian Fleming. The third tremor should be happening shortly. I'll give it a minute. Any second now? Any... Oh. The lights are out. Nope, they're back on. 
All right then, a little different than the uh, Tremors. We'll see what research makes of this. And with that, I think I'll end this broadcast. For the time being, Site 107 is on high alert. Cracks in space-time weave themselves together behind our backs. So for now, we watch. We stay focused. We stay vigilant. We look out for ourselves and for each other. The Foundation excels at watching. This has been Dr. Harley at Site 107. Over and out. And to anyone listening, find us alive. was written and produced by Anna McGuire. The voice of Harley is Ian Charles. The voice of Lancaster is Jackson McMurray. The voice of Klein is Tasha Ritter. The voice of Officer Radiger is Anna McGuire. Original theme by Jackson McMurray. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Twitter at Site107 or email us at findusalivepodcast at gmail.com. This podcast, along with all content relating to the SCP Foundation, is released under a Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you for listening.